accept that they are still under uh, much immense pressure. So we think under the circumstances that they, that they are doing well, there's a lot of pressure that has been put on cities. The economy has not grown, and so uh, they are not finding easy ways of increasing their basis of, of, of revenue. So we are making that comment very cautiously that they are performing well, but they are still under pressure. I think, Sakina, the, the most important point to make is that South Africa needs to be reminded that local government has been undergoing a process of transforming the sector of local government for the last 15 years. So during apartheid, you had no less than 1,000 municipalities, and now you have about 278. And of those 278, uh, the metropolitan municipalities or uh, the nine largest municipalities, including Umsunduzi, are quite uh, important to the economy and what's happening. So the 80% of urbanization that is predicted by 2050 is likely to take place in those spaces and uh, not least in the 30 largest municipalities. That's why they have suddenly become very important to how it is that we are going to be managing the growth. That also takes place within the context of climate change, which has placed a a conundrum, I think as we put it, about how do we manage our natural resources, be it water, be it energy, within the context of shrinking uh, sources of revenue, and especially electricity, which has become not less than 50% of the average household's cost to municipal services. And one would imagine that uh, the capital projects would be key in making sure that all of this uh, goes along smoothly. 117 billion rand spent on such projects. What were some of the bigger ones? Okay, so the more we are expanding on public transportation, for instance, the more it is that we need money. And, And this is part and parcel of the city transformation or the municipal transformation process that we have to engage in. And we are forced to engage in because... We have to be efficient in how it is that we're accommodating people that are congregating from other areas of the country into uh, your more urbanized areas. So we have to make sure that we buy more land. We have to make sure that we densify our areas. We have to make sure that we we are providing uh, the kind of mobility that you see through your PRTs. We have to make sure that there's an interrelationship between the taxi industry, the minibus taxi industry, and the public transportation in the form of buses. I think you will have seen municipalities such as Johannesburg, Etebrini, beginning to, to, to install uh, bicycle and walking lanes. So there's all those infrastructural changes that are required to allow us to densify so that we gain greater efficiencies. We cannot encourage sprawl. It's very inefficient, and it was an apartheid mechanism through which it could facilitate, that is, apartheid could facilitate exclusion of the majority of people from being able to access cities. However, uh, there were still some notable challenges. And what were some of the more significant ones that you encountered? Look, at the end of the day, the one thing that uh, Minister Bravin Gordon has emphasized uh, when he assumed office was that we need to go back to basics. And I think without misinterpreting it, our, our sense is that what he really meant is that we have to do more with the little that we have. We are not going to expect, we should not expect more from the national fiscals as local government. Of course, sadly, local government um, in the last 15 to 20 years has not uh, been allocated more than 10% from the national fiscals, not directly anyway. So it means that we are doing very 
uh, we're doing more with little. So with 10% of the national fiscus allocated to local government, we're doing more and we continue to increase the national revenues from which uh, SARS and other agencies are able to co- collect revenue for the state. And yet we get to be given more. But as he says, we have to go back to basics. Secondly, I think that you will see, I don't know if you're attending the launch, but you will see that part and parcel of what we are saying is that we need to find alternative ways of funding local government as a sphere. So, And that is a national issue. It's not just an issue for local government or an issue for the spheres of government. You also have to bring in social partners. So in other words, you're going to need another Codesa for local government, something that says 15 years on, how do we fund this sphere of government that is important to the delivery of the project of democracy? And in a time when we, um, you know, constantly harping on how money is lost and um, not spent properly, seven out of the nine cities received unqualified audits for the year 2014, uh, the best record to date across cities. And um, that's great news. But then, of course, we will push you higher by asking you, so what's up with the other two? What's up with the other two? I think we will need to go to, to, to the reports themselves. I think, as you say, this is significant improvement from where we come from. I mean, you used to have disclaimers and, and uh, qualified reports, and we are where we are now. And so there is significant uh, improvement. I don't know much about the details of what's up with the other two, but all of them are operating under strain. And the tendency is not so much that there is corruption on itself, but there's also the ability not to be compliant with the law, which law is forever shifting um, uh, on its own and thus making these municipalities uncompliant. But I, I think we can assure the nation that there is constant um, uh, improvement.